the announcement I've been holding on to for a while is, is simply this. Uh, in years past, we have done a, a missions pledge card. Notice you came in today and there is no pledge card for your missions giving. Uh, we've decided as a trustee committee, uh, the trustee board and I, uh, we are going to begin to tithe from the general fund back into missions, which is how this church started years ago. So one-tenth of everything you guys give goes to missions, which will almost overnight, beginning in January, double what we can do on a monthly basis to support missions as a church. So yeah, you can cap for that. I, um, when, I, when I first came to this church, uh, we, had, uh, we had a modest sum of money that would last for just a modest amount of time. And God has blessed us over the last two and a half years. He has prospered us. We're at a place where there's some financial stability and some health and uh, super excited about that. But it's not just for us to sleep well at night and to, to sit on a pile of money, but it's to make an impact to the world God's called us to. So now that we've come to this place, uh, this is really just phase one, to begin to tithe into missions. And I'll be honest with you, I stood up here in January, we did a series on money, and we spoke about stepping out in faith and trusting God to provide and, and, and giving that first back to God. This is what we're doing as a, as a church body. And it, it takes an act of faith. When I ask you to, 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 to hey, Follow the Lord in obedience and in and, 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 and your tithing. Man, that's what we as a church are going to do. We're going to say, Lord, we, we, we know that you're going to, uh, you got us. You have us as a church. We have expenses. We have the realities. I'm not going to preach a, a stewardship sermon here, but, but we're going to step out in faith, believing that this is what the Lord has led us to and being obedient to that. So super excited about that. And that's just step one. There's another step that's going to come later uh, where we're going to begin to really uh, make impact in the world around us uh, now that we're kind of at that place where it's not about just getting healthy, it's about let's make an impact on our world. And it starts with this first step. So um, everybody who, who gives to, the, to our general fund at church, to how we operate as a church, is, is also a missions giver at Radiant. So I'm super, super excited about that. At this time, I'm going to ask uh, our special guest. Uh, his name is Mark Flattery. He's a friend, and um, I... I could have a long story for you, but I'm, t I'm eating into his time with these mega announcements. And so would you welcome our guest, Mark Flattery from Network 211. Uh-oh. Go ahead. I know. You, you take your time because I, I ate your time up. Sorry, dude. We're good. Everybody love Jesus? A couple of you weren't so sure about that one. I got to look around and see who's in the room. Man, you're a good-looking crowd. How you doing? Think about that moment when somebody told you about Jesus. Think about where you were. Think about what your life was like. And somebody loved Jesus so much that that person shared his love with you. And your life was transformed. Isn't that awesome? That in a moment, Everything seemed to make sense. There was clarity. There was order to the chaos. There was peace. And your life was changed for eternity. Isn't that awesome? And we want to be that person to someone else in the world today. It's my pleasure to be here with you today. Pastor Jerome and Heather, thank you for having me come. When I first met your pastor, it was at another church, and he had his head shaven, and he was dressed as a Buddhist monk. I'll let him tell you that story. 
I just thought he was someone in the church that walked off the street in Kansas City. And I said, good, well, this Buddhist monk will meet Jesus today. And then I said, found out, no, he's on staff. So I said to the pastor, you've got some interesting people on your staff. And he did. Praise God. Well, my name's Mark Flattery. As Pastor mentioned, I'm a missionary, third-generation missionary with the Assemblies of God. And it's my pleasure to lead a ministry called Network 21-1. I put some, a bookmark on your chair about every other person. So if I missed you, I apologize. But this will show you that we are using this amazing tool called the Internet to share the love of Jesus Christ around the world. This ministry was started by my father 20 years ago, even more than that. In fact, it's interesting how the Lord works. He laid a burden on my dad's heart when he was directing another ministry. He had learned, this is in the late 90s, that there was a technology coming down the road called the Internet. And so he went to the science fair to learn from brilliant people, what is this thing called the Internet? And the response was, we're not really sure. We can't really tell you how it works, but we know it's going to reach a lot of people. And at that point, they were saying, okay, now what you will do is you'll get on your computer, and the initial response was, my what? And you'll get on your computer, and you'll type www dot something. And then something's going to come on your screen, and you're going to be able to have this information, and it's just going to change the world. And my dad's like, okay. Can you tell me more? And the reality was at that point, they really didn't know. So my dad uh, was in a church service, and the Lord, during the service, laid a burden on his heart that you're going to use this Internet to tell people about Jesus, and you're going to present the gospel to 10 million people worldwide. This was such an absorbent, crazy, stupid number that he wouldn't tell anybody but my mom. And that was the launching of this ministry that we now call Network 21.1 as we use 21st century technology to communicate the first century gospel. We want to help people to grow, discover and grow in their journey with God. People around the world, people like you and I use the internet for the same reasons we do. <clears throat> but they go online searching for answers to the dilemmas of life that trouble them. And this presents us with an open door into their lives to share the love of Jesus Christ and to join them in their journey to help them go from where they are to where they need to be in Jesus. We used to have to ask this question. I'll go ahead and ask it anyway. How many of you are, are online? Pretty much everybody. It used to be you'd get one or two, you know, when we started. And, and, and then you'd get somebody to look to the pastor. Are we allowed to admit that we're online? You know, now it's just a part of life. You know, we used to say we live in two different worlds, the virtual world and the real world, but now it's all one and the same. You cannot do life in this country without really being online in some way, shape, or form. Whether you go to the grocery store, whether you go banking, whether you do a, an airplane uh, reservation, whatever it may be. But people go online for the same reasons we do. We go online for business, news, entertainment, social networking, education. But again, people also go online looking for answers to, to the dilemmas of life that trouble them. My, my child's on drugs. What do I do? How do I have a better marriage? Uh, I hate my husband. Uh, my wife can't cook. I mean, anything and everything, we go online. In fact, uh, the other day, my parents, who are 86 and 85, uh, my mom called me and said, when you come over for dinner tonight, I need you to fix my garbage disposal. Well, I am, I am the antithesis of a handyman, and I wanted to say, Mom, do you recognize my voice? This is me. This is Mark. Why are you asking me this question? 
But I said, yes, ma'am, as we do, to res be respectful. And so what do I do? I do what my boys do, and I went online, and I Google, how do you fix a garbage disposal? Boom, they take me to YouTube. I watch a video. Oh, I'm going to need that little elbow piece. And so, and all I have to do is this, this. So I walked into my parents' house, and I said, hey, I'm here to fix your garbage disposal. When I didn't say anything to them that I had researched this. And I went in, and I twisted, and it worked. Isn't that awesome? That's the world in which we live. But again, people go online looking for answers to the dilemmas of life, and this presents us with an amazing opportunity to share with them the love of Jesus Christ. So I want you to take your bookmark, if you will, and on the back side, it shows um, a strategy that we have. So what the deal is, is people go online and they search. Now, we buy Google AdWords. Well, first of all, let me share with you that the, the way we connect with people is based on commonalities. Now everyone, when you look around the world, people are different, and you do a lot of traveling like I do, different cultures, different customs, uh, different ways, uh, different teams you cheer for. Some people cheer for the Seahawks, others for the Colts. There is a football team here, isn't there, Pastor Jerome? Yes, yeah. you're not a Colts fan yet? Oh, I'm a Colts fan. Okay, <laughs> he laughed. People have different worldviews and all, but the reality is no matter where in the world you are, in one sense people are the same, and that deals with matters of the heart. While we all laugh and cry about different things, we all laugh and cry. And around the world there are life issues that people feel that are common in most cultures, and we've identified 13 of those, and we present on our website called journeyonline.org. We have many features on journeyonline.org, and the main one is called Journey Answers. We identify 13 life issues that are relevant in most cultures, such as anxiety, brokenness, love, death, depression, fear. And people will Google these terms. We buy Google AdWords, and then they're searching. I want to commit suicide, uh, what do I do? And by the way, there's pages and pages on how to do that. But we get them at their point of need and they come to our site. We share with them by a video and a written article, The Love of Jesus Christ. Christ will transform your life. We tell them about Jesus and we give them opportunity. We say, please write us, we'll interact. We want to share and join you in your journey. You may not be ready yet, but Jesus is. You know, friends, sometimes people hear about the love of Christ, and when the Holy Spirit moves, they receive him instantly, and their life's transformed in a, in a millisecond. But other people, they need to hear again and again and again, especially when they're steeped in another religion. And often people will write, and they'll say, well, what do I have to give up to become Christian? And we're like, you have to give up everything, family, history, everything, who you are, identity, because... You're a new creation in Christ. And so it's a major decision. So we journey with them and help them understand who Jesus is. The Holy Spirit moves at the Holy Spirit's pace as he's interacting with them. We give them opportunities so many people will return. So they then search. And we, as you see here, then we present the gospel, the love of Jesus Christ, the power and truth. And the Holy Spirit takes over and moves on their heart. And then they connect with us and they write to us and share what's going on in their heart. And I tell you, friends, people get to the heart of the matter immediately. I, I, uh, put some, I just printed up some comments that people write just to give you an idea, and I just chose these at random. So uh, there's one here. A, a woman went on our site, and uh, she's from Zambia, uh, dealing with anxiety. And she said, I do not want to feel like everything, 
I do not want to feel like everything is going wrong. I feel like I'm cursed. I feel worthless. I want peace of mind and healing in my heart. I want health and happiness given back to me. I want peace. Uh, one from Mauritius uh, on our site on discovering real hope. I have reached the stage in life where I see no hope. Everything I try fails. I owe people debts, even my job at risk. My boss keeps shouting at me because of my productivity is reduced. Kindly help me. India, how do I change my life? Um, one from Nigeria, from Rediscover Your Worth. I need uh, children and the blessing of God, someone to pray for me for my children. My life is gradually dying from pain. I need help. Here's one from the United States. My husband is an addict and an alcoholic. He has sex addiction and is active. Uh, he has a, having an affair. We've been married. Please pray that he gets clean and sober. Um, one from Cuba. And where are, 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 why are we sure that God listens to us? So our evangelism sites are in 16 languages, and people will write in on their matters of the heart. And what we have, again, we have an amazing open door into their heart. They're going online saying, is there anybody out there that will answer me and give me hope? Now, this opportunity is amazing for us as a church because there are people who are going to respond from other religions, false religions, people who are spouting their version of truth. And when the individuals are online, they're not caring about the qualifications of one providing the answer. They just want the hurt to go away. They want someone to give them hope. Well, we can be online as a church and tell them the truth of Jesus Christ. Jesus loves you. He will journey with you. Let's begin this conversation, and we join them in their journey, and the Holy Spirit takes over. Isn't that amazing that what was created, God is using for good, and that's to connect people with him? By the way, the vast majority around the world who connect online do so on a handheld device, and we can put the gospel right in their hands. There's never been a medium created where you can have such an immediate response. Radio was great. Television was great. But on the Internet, we can respond as they write. And as it comes into our teams to respond, we can respond almost instantly to them and put the gospel again in their hands. So they will then uh, search, we connect, we present, we connect, and then they grow. We direct them back to our site called journeyonline.org where we have over 4,000 articles ready to help people grow, to help them apply God's truth to daily life. No matter where they may be in the spiritual spectrum, we can help them grow from they don't know Jesus at all, we have a discipleship pathway, all the way to how do I have a better marriage, how do I raise my kids, how do I be a better person. We have all that content, and that's growing, and we're growing that in multiple languages as well. But then the part that I'm also excited about, the, the last part, as you see here, is belong. We then help people belong to a local church. So what we say is as we respond to people, we say with your permission, if you provide your contact details, we will have a pastor contact you. We don't just have a church finder and say, hey, glad you're interested, go get them. We'll contact pastors and those pastors visit them and get them into communities of faith that will journey with them. So let me tell you a couple of stories on how this works. We value very much our response teams. I, showed, I told you that people will write and we respond. We connect with them. We have response teams that are located around the world. We have an amazing network in the Assemblies of God where we have missionaries in almost every country in the world. 
my grandparents went to West Africa in the mid-40s through the 60s. My parents were missionaries in Europe, and I was a missionary in Tanzania and then in the Pacific Islands based in Australia before I joined my dad in this ministry. But there are missionaries and there are national churches around the world with whom we can partner, and we must partner. We can do more together in partnership than if we go it alone. There are believers around the world, spirit-filled believers who are ready to respond with the truth of Jesus Christ, with the love, with a verse. And we have these believers around the world. And we know that when we get people in country, they give a better response. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, you could be anywhere in the world, for example, if you understand Spanish and communicate, it doesn't matter your location. Someone writes in from Spain, someone writes in from wherever in the world, the Philippines, from Tanzania. And you can respond to them and speak into their lives. But when you're in that country, you tend to know better the context of the question. Why this word? Why not that? And you know better a church where you can direct them to find a community of faith. There was a woman in Dominican Republic who uh, was depressed at the point of suicide. She was telling us later that she felt that she had no recourse but to end her life. Her life was that horrible. So she got online one last time, she said, and we hear that consistently. One last time in the vastness of the Internet, I'm going to look. Is there anybody out there that will give me hope? And she got online and by the grace of God found our site for Journey Answers on Depression in Spanish. She watched the video and she wrote to us, and she's in Dominican Republic, and she said, um, I want to accept Christ, but I can't because I'm, I'm being trafficked. Well, our responder is in Dominican Republic, and we have women respond to women and men to men, and she responded, a spirit-filled believer in a local church, vetted by her pastor. I've never met her, but because of the Internet, I don't have to meet her. I just know by the pastor vetting her. And we see her responses so we can see what's going on for accountability and support. But she responded and said, that was my story too. I was trafficked. But I met Jesus and he changed my life. I found a church where I now worship. I, I met my future husband, and now we have children. My life was totally transformed. This can be your story, too. Where in Dominican Republic are you? And she said, I'm in Santo Domingo. And our responder said, so am I. Let's meet for coffee. And they met, and she's got her into a community of faith where her life is being transformed. Isn't God good? From the vastness of the internet, the anonymity and security, the impersonal, cold internet, this woman found the love of Jesus Christ, found a human who would respond, not an automated response, but a heartfelt scripture response, and then got her into a community of faith. That's what we're about. And we have this opportunity with partnership, with work with churches and believers around the world. Why? For the glory of God. My father has a phrase that he's taught me, the harvest is the reward. Why do we do what we do? Because the love of Christ compels us. The, the name of Jesus must be proclaimed. Lives must be transformed. And when they come to know Jesus Christ, that's what's our reward. That's what we know. We're making God happy because his name is being honored for the glory of Jesus Christ. I get excited about that. God is good. We can use this and transform lives. As we started Network 211, our goal was to, we, we could have statistical goals, and so we do. Our goal was to present the gospel to 10 million individuals in 10 years. Honestly, we're a handful of missionaries who knew the message, but not the medium. We didn't have a clue how long it would take us. We were believing that it could be done in 10 years. 
I was hoping it would happen in my dad's lifetime. He's 85 now. So we believe, let's say 10 years, uh, a million a year in 10 years, that sounds like a good goal. Well, the Lord smiled on us, probably laughed, and he did it in five years. So Project 10 million became Project 100 million. And now Google tracks, so we know exactly. So in 13 years now, since October of 2008, we've been able to present the gospel to 45.6 million individuals in 242 countries and territories. Praise God. It's not like we broadcast a Super Bowl with the Colts playing and 45.6 million individuals watched it in three hours. These are 45.6 million individuals, one by one by one, who came online and saw, did all of them say, stay and watch the whole video? No. We're planting the seed of the gospel. 45.6 million gospel presentations, 2.2 million then have made an evangelism response. And 383,000 then have written to us where we can interact with them at their point of need. So it's like a funnel. And where we are now in the life cycle of the ministry is that, uh, well, I'll go ahead and tell you the, the financial aspect of it too. Where we are now is with $1 given to us in evangelism, we can present the gospel to 20 individuals. So $100 is 2,000 people. $1,000 is 20,000 people. 5% of those individuals will make an evangelism response. 1% of the visitors will actually write us. So 5%, 1%. What does that mean? This has been a learning curve for all of us. Well, I've been told that for people who know the Internet industry and Google AdWords and all of this and advertising, I've been told, rightly or wrongly, that if you can get 1% of the people on your site to click a button to make a response, you're doing great. We don't get 1%, we get 5%. And if you can get one-tenth of 1% to actually interact with you by writing, that's amazing. And we get 1%, not one-tenth of 1%. So we praise God. Now, I th honestly, I'm trying to do this with all integrity, and I look at that, and I'm like, yeah, that's a nice stat, but what does that really mean? Because we're not selling shoes. When you're online looking to buy shoes, you're not going to respond. We're talking about heartfelt matters, so we have an advantage in that sense if that were your goal. But the Lord is moving. So we've been able to present the gospel to 45.6 million people with partners like you who pray and who give. And we know, again, every dollar. So i got to tell you a story i got to be attentive in my time, sorry. So I'm with my son. Seth is now 24, and uh, he's a tall drink of water. He's 6'6". Six, six. But anyway, when he was in high school, you know, your kids, they know how to push a button and kind of get at you. You know, well, Seth likes doing that to his dad. So we're at Starbucks, and uh, so we're standing there, and, and we're at the mall, and we're at Starbucks, and, and I order a drink, whatever it was, and it came to $5. And so Seth leans over to me as I just made that order. He goes, hey, Dad, how much did that cost? I said, $5? Why? How many people can you reach with that? I said, a hundred. He's like, you're really going to order that? Really loud. Everybody heard it. I'm like, no. <laughs> Okay, uh, we, we have to go, so I, I canceled my order and we left. It changes your life when you realize the power of $1. It really does. And the impact that we can have, you know, 
Every dollar matters. Every, it represents people who are searching. You can meet them at their point of need. Now, to finish that story, we were looking for basketball shoes for Seth, and the shoes he wanted were $200. And I said, Seth, how many people can you reach with the gospel of Jesus Christ with that? He didn't want to hear that. I'm like, you know, the revenge of dad here. Come on. But we have opportunity to speak truth in the lives of individuals. I want to tell you one more story. There was a man in France, in La Havre, France, which is about 125 kilometers northwest of Paris on the English Channel. He, again, would tell us later he was depressed at the point of suicide. By the way, friends, it's unbelievable how people around the world believe that suicide is their only answer. They get to that point, and I'm like, who in the world gave you that option? That's not even on my radar, but for so many people, especially in Asia, where that's an honorable response to not meeting the standard. So this man in La Havre, France, depressed at the point of suicide, goes on, he said one last time, is there anyone else out there that'll help me? So he Googled, he found our site, I say by the grace of God, leparcour.net, which is journeyonline.org in, in French, specifically depression. He Googled it, he saw the video, read the article, he clicked, I prayed the prayer to accept Jesus and wrote simply, please help me. So I can only imagine what was going on in his heart uh, with the loneliness, with the isolation. But we responded, and uh, we, our, our responder, David Porter, had been a missionary in France, and he responded and said, um, I have, I know, he gave him a Bible verse and encouraged him. He said, I know the pastor in your town, with your permission, if you give your phone number, I'll have him contact you. The man gave his phone number. The pastor called him that night, and the next day he discovered a community of faith that would journey with him in his newfound faith in Jesus and through his depression. He found hope. He found people who cared. People around the world are isolated. We say, this, this will make your life easier. <laughs> yeah, right. This will get you connected with people like never before. Yeah, right. People are more lonely, more isolated, more in need of human touch, more in need of friendship, more in need for somebody to come along and journey than ever before. We have opportunity to use this as a tool of the gospel. Amen? What an opportunity. Now, where do you fit in? We need you to pray. And as you're in your missions month, you're going to be asked. It always boils down to pray, give, and go. It really does. We need, as missionaries, we're in this together. Some preach, some send, some finance. We all have our roles. But God is going to be speaking to your heart to pray, to give, and to go, to give your time and talent. Good, please Please play something. Make me sound good. <laughs> but it's true. What an opportunity. And I hope that you would respond as the prophet Isaiah did and said, Lord, here am I, send me. Lord, whatever I've got, you know what you've given me. You know what I have. It's from you anyway. And there was someone in my life who loved you so much that they shared with me, may I be that person to someone else. I have a prodigal, my oldest. I almost didn't say this because I can't get through it without getting emotional. I'm not trying to get emotional, but I have a prodigal. It rips my heart out. He knows Jesus. 
but he won't follow you. You do too. You know people. You, you may have a prodigal, or at least you know somebody. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get emotional, but I can't help it. And what does Jesus feel, by the way, if we do? I want to help other people, these prodigals, find Jesus. It's all about Jesus. I'm a missionary. I raise my own support. I raise my own budget. So whatever comes into network doesn't come to me. It goes to the ministry. That's what we're about. I'm 60. can't believe I'm that old. But I'm going down fighting. As long as God gives me breath, I'm going down fighting. I'm going to tell, I'm going to love on people. I'm going to share with people. I'm going to encourage people. I'm going to say wherever God has put me, maybe it's in line, getting on an airplane, maybe it's at, at a grocery store, wherever God's put me, he's put me there for that moment to be a light of his love to others. And I'm going for it. What do I have to hold back for? And I hope, I know you are. I know you feel the same way or you wouldn't be here. And we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to share the love of Jesus around the world. And all we need you to do is to join us in this journey. And missionaries like us, we're just one piece of the puzzle doing what we do. But what an opportunity as we work together and God just makes this beautiful mosaic of his children working together. And we're in this together. I'm going to close my part in prayer and I'll turn this over to Pastor. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your love and goodness to us. Thank you for the joy that you bring to us each day. I thank you for my friends. Each one here is a story of your love, divine love. Each one is just an amazing, amazing healing transformation. I pray, Lord, that you would use them in their work and at all that they do. Use them mightily. And, Lord, take our whatever we have that makes us and use it for your good. Lord, take our, our finances, take our abilities, take everything we have. We honor that and give it to you, O oh Lord. And now as we close, we ask that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable into your sight, O oh Lord, our God, our rock and redeemer. In your name.